Welcome to Empire Building, the podcast where we talk about building big businesses and even bigger lives. I'm your co-host, Via Williams. I'm Seychelle Van Poole. I'm Wendy Papazan. And I'm Sarah Reynolds. So take a moment and just imagine with me, right? You're sitting in your office. It's a busy week at work. You're preparing for an important meeting. Right when you're preparing, you find out that two team members just gave their notice that they're leaving your team. Mm. A client then calls in a panic over stress that they're dealing with in their life. You've got to get this social media campaign that needs to be written or nothing's going to go out. The nurse calls from your kid's school that your child fell on the playground. Your calendar is jam-packed with tasks and events. You're overworked. And you look at your schedule and you say, I'll just cancel the workout or I'll start cutting back on time with friends. And even you start skipping meals. One week goes by like this, then another one, then months go by. And for some of us, it adds up to years of putting self-care on the back burner. It then becomes a cycle. And many times it takes a wake-up call to get out of the cycle of putting ourselves last in everything we do. We have all been there, and today we're going to be transparent, real, and vulnerable as we discuss the topic you very rarely ever hear discussed in the empire building circles, self-care. We're going to talk about number one, why is self-care so important? Number two, how to make self-care a priority and not feel bad about it. And number three, just practical tips on making yourself a priority and taking care of yourself. Well, Sarah, I love that. This is one of my favorite things to talk about. Also, I love it that we have empire building circles now. That's pretty awesome. Yes, it's uh, a new I love thing. thinking about uh, <laughs> us in an empire building circle. Well, and uh, and so th- what's interesting is is that science tells us that working long days, you know, 14, 15, 16 hour days, six to seven days a week, will actually make you less productive. You know, we work in a country, the United States, where it's a very prevalent belief that the more we work, the more productive we are, right? We've all been in that office where it's so almost true. a competition to see who mm-hmm. can go home last. And sadly, we work in a we we work and live in a country where over half, 55% of people don't take all their vacation time. And so this concept is not discussed a lot, Sarah. You're 100% right, but it is something that's really necessary for your physical and mental health. Yeah, how many times have we heard as leaders, be first in, last out? Yeah. That's right. Right? Like they they literally teach that. When I used to work in advertising in New York, you got free car service home if you were there past 10 o'clock every night. So no one left before 10. Wow. And that was like that. That's when happy hour started. Was after ten o'clock at night, and you got there at seven thirty in the morning. Yeah, New York it's, is the worst. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, clearly I live in Dallas now, so <laughs> <laughs> we had to make some other decisions, right? Um, that helped us with that. But I think something that that we were talking about right before we hit record was Sarah brought up just the concept, right, of the question: Do I want to work to live, or do I want to live to work? And I think when you when you look at those two different scenarios, self care really factors in to part of that. And I find this topic especially hard for us as female empire builders because we tend to put everyone before mm-hmm. ourselves, right? Honestly, we're taught we're taught to do that. That's what society tells us. And and in many circles, this topic would even be considered a selfish topic, right? Yeah. And the other thing oh, we were talking about earlier is, you know, how if you look at us four, we sort of have a tale of two. 
And what I mean is two mm-hmm. of us tend to live to work, two of us tend to work to live. So, you know, this is like a super uncomfortable <laughs> episode for Sarah and I. We we you have yeah, to guess. Uh, yeah, two. I guess I just gave it away, like really hard. One, one of us is bouncing on her workout ball. Sarah and I literally <laughs> love working. And um, and it's it's a problem sometimes. And and I think well, we, we all okay, love work. Yeah, I was gonna say that, yeah, no, that's, that's not fair because we love to work. Yeah, I don't yeah. know how to describe it other than well, there, there's a reason. Let's just say this. There's a reason why Sarah's asking all the questions on <laughs> the self-care episode. <laughs> yes, and not in answering very few. It's it's something I, I struggle with, right? And I think we want to be transparent today that we don't mm-hmm. have this all together. We're going to do our best and share what we've how we've improved in this area because I for sure have improved. So, I so have that. I. And here's mm-hmm. what I found uh, to help. What I found to help both for myself and coaching others, and by the way, I'm really good at coaching others on this. Not so good at coaching on this. But what I've learned, you guys, that's helped is is I have to reframe work it in my head. And I have to say, you know what? It's actually selfless for me to give self-care because if I want to be the best mom and the best wife and the best business leader and the Mm -hmm. best everything, then I actually have to go take care of myself. So sometimes I have to force myself to do that for others. So if I framework it in my head that it's actually not for me, it's for everybody else in my life, that does help. Well, can we start out with a discussion of what self-care That's actually a great looks idea. like? Because I think mm-hmm. for a lot of people, especially women, you know, we think like, oh, self-care is going to get your nails done or getting your hair cut or things like that. And I would argue that that's not necessary. That's kind of I don't know, like false yeah. self-care or like a veneer of self-care. More I just than had anything. a really big aha about that once I was getting coached and they were like, how much you time do you have? You know, the, the question you always get when you're getting coached. And and I said that, Wendy, I said, oh, I'm good. Like I get, you know, my lashes done every other week. I get my nails done every couple of weeks. I stagger them. I try to get a massage once a month. Once a month. I'm really good. And, and the coach said, no, no, no. How much like spiritual time do you take in self-reflection mm-hmm. and, you know, filling your tank, spending time with friends? What do you like to do? And we kind of went down that road and really understanding that self-care wasn't maintenance. It wasn't like physical maintenance. I don't really mm-hmm. enjoy a manicure or pedicure. I feel good when it's over. And Wendy, you're just so right. I, I think for years, I, I thought that that was self-care. Yeah, or shopping. Well, it that yeah, might be for some people. I'm going to go. Sometimes retail therapy is yeah. not a bad thing, well, but not I'm overdoing not, not it. Not shopping, shopping, but... I don't know. Occasionally, I like a little retail therapy. I'm not going to lie, but not crazy amounts. Um, you know, it, you, it's such a good point though, because I think there is a stigma around that, you know, a couple different facets of that. Like one of them is your physicality of how you physically look. Hair, nails, makeup, massage, whatever, right? That's considered to be like... How, how you look. And then there's how you feel, right? Which is how you take care of your body. But then there's also who fills you yeah. up, right? And and what fills you up. And if you look at self-care and you kind of break it down to those three, that kind of helps you figure out what bucket that you're looking at when you're considering what self-care is. And I love that you asked this, Wendy, because honestly, as I was preparing for this episode, I had the false idea that that's what it was. Mm-hmm. And when I started researching, it's truly like mind, body, soul of, of yourself. That's yes. what, when we're talking about self-care, that's what we're talking about. Are you taking care of yourself? 
And I think to Via's point, I remember about a month ago, I had the honor of speaking um, to the top agents in our company uh, with our CEO, Gary Keller. Which you yeah, rocked. You really did. Rock. Okay, so so I you rocked. Awesome. Okay, yeah. I, I rocked it. Okay, and so many <laughs> it's people good to say that because yes, you did. It was great. No, you yeah, were, I did. It was truly one of your best yeah, moments. It was, it was amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I 100%. heard that time and time again, and I had my coaching call, and my coach said, and I just said I rocked. People are saying that's the best they've ever seen me. I did such a great job, and like I was just like on this high of like I did a great job. And he goes, and what were you doing right before you spoke? And I paused and I said, well, I was on vacation. And he said, and you slept, your computer was put away, you weren't on your phone. And I mean, he went through it. He goes, that is an example of why you were at your best because you took care of Sarah first. And then Sarah came out and killed it because Sarah <laughs> first took out, took care of herself. And mm-hmm. I think that that, to Via's point, it was a real, really big um, eye-opening moment for me because I hadn't put the two and two together. But when he was saying, this is what your calendar looked like the week before you spoke, this was your very first working time. Mm. And you did such a great job because you had that white space. You took care of your yourself. So it's really mind, body, soul is what we're talking about when we're mm-hmm. talking about self-care. Yeah, and hopefully you guys caught our last episode, which was on what what brings you, you know, where we talked about what brings you joy, right? Yep. And uh, that's really what we're talking about is is what fills you up, what feeds you, right? What makes you, what gives you energy, right? Mm-hmm. And that's different for everyone. You know, mm-hmm. you might be introverted, you might be extroverted, might be going out with friends, might be sitting at home and watching a movie. It really depends on who you are. And so for most of us, the first step is really taking the time to think about it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. For so many of us as entrepreneurs, we're just going, 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 going. And we never really think like, oh, these are the things that I need to sustain my business over the long haul. Right. Because if you're in your 20s, and some of you listening are in your 20s, if you're in your 20s and even in your 30s, you can really push your body. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm speaking from the perspective of someone who's about to turn 49 this year. In your 20s and in your 30s, you can really push your physical body. And then when you hit your 40s, your body will actually starts to rebel. Mm -hmm. Yep. It gets real mad at you and says, F you for doing this to me for two decades. Mm. And I want, I want, you know, I want you to be healthier. Mm -hmm. And you know, to to give you a practical example of that, my uh, dad was a traveling salesman running his own company, entrepreneur empire builder his entire career. And in 2000, the retail industry imploded, which was the business he was in. He sold manufacturer's goods to you know department stores. His uh, vendors laid off half of their employees. And so along with that went 50% of his business and he turned 50. And he freaked out because he had Seychelles, a high school senior getting ready to go to college. He didn't know how he was going to pay for it. And within 15 days of all of that occurring because of all the stress he had put on himself, he had Parkinson's show up. And it's a huge lesson, right? That I had to learn really early on of that stress over time builds up and it comes out in all sorts of weird ways if you don't take care of yourself. And in most, I mean, most people wait for like a total wake up call. Yeah. And they have that wake up call moment and they let it get to a horrible point. And then they really at that time have no choice, right? Yeah. You don't. Um, w- when did you guys start learning the importance of self care? Because honestly, I'm 
completely on a journey with this. And so when did you start learning the importance of it? Why is it important? So what I want to say about that, Sarah, is that all major change happens with a crisis real or perceived. And, and that that's just a deeply held belief mm. for me. And, and I'm not the only one. Say that again. It's that's not my really quote, good. Uh, and I don't have the attribution. We'll I know, put but that it's really notes, good. But all change yeah. happens by a crisis, real or perceived. All change is precipitated by some kind of a crisis. And so, so for mm-hmm. me, you guys remember this because I I told you this story. But we the last uh, ninety days, and and we're we're recording this right at the tail end as where most of us are moving into phase two of COVID, uh, have been really intense. And like Seychelles mm-hmm. said uh, in, in this episode or another episode that we went from like four meetings a day or five meetings a day to maybe 12 because we realized we could fit in more mm-hmm. Zooms without drive time. And That's one right. day uh, I had presented in six different Zooms and I had one more meeting to lead and then a, a, one more <laughs> Zoom to be on. And it was about four o'clock and I shut down the Zoom and I turned it off and I closed my eyes and my, my body, involunt- I started crying involuntarily. I couldn't, I couldn't, I didn't, it, tears came from, I just started crying. And it was a physical reaction to exhaustion and stress. And, and I stared at the floor of the office. I was in an office, you guys. And I stared at the floor and I was like, I want to lay down on that floor. But if I do, I'm crazy. I can't do, I can't lay down on that floor because that would be weird. So I didn't, <laughs> but I wanted to. And, um, and in that moment, I, I, uh, that was a Thursday. We, I remember we had a, um, we record on Fridays and I did my planning that week. And from then on out, my calendar has been 30 to 50% lighter since then. It was a scary moment for me. I have built in white space. I built in thinking time. I went back to my morning ritual, which I completely just lost. I just lost it. And so, you know, for me, self-care, Wendy, you mentioned it earlier. It, a lot of it is my rituals that I, I just missed, you know, that ground me. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious, what are you saying no to, Bia? So I started um, realizing, you know, looking at my priorities more and more. And uh, I started saying no to a lot of guest speaking opportunities. I started saying Mm -hmm. no to, we have eight offices we run. I immediately, Wendy, started uh, combining them. So instead of doing eight different office meetings in the span of two or three weeks, I I started doing two and we combined three or four offices at the Mm. same time. I switched some of my meetings to phones so I could go outside and walk instead of Zoom where I'm stuck in front of a screen. That's good. Uh, just just things like that. that. That's go a good on one. On, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. You know, one thing One thing I'm saying yes to that I did say no when all of this started was um, I stopped waking up at 5, 5.30 in the morning every morning because we had kid homeschool breakfast, like all these other things that got tacked on to our day that I felt like I just... I, I was so exhausted at the end of the day, I couldn't get up in the morning. And now I am back up. We actually have an accountability group with our team of a fitness group. I'm back up running or walking every morning. And then Quinn actually is so excited about it now. She wakes up after I do. And then we go on a second little workout of a bike ride because she just learned how to bike ride during all of this. And we... She's, she's oh, rocking she is, it. She's so cute. This is so fun. Yeah, she's biking <laughs> she, though. So she's, she's like a yeah, little, like little, little rock star biker yeah. now. Yeah, she's she has three different bikes she rotates between because the neighborhood has now donated their entire bike collection Aww. to her. So she like has a little like arsenal to choose from. But we we then bond in the morning with bike rides. But it it wakes That's wakes amazing. us up active, mm-hmm. which is really cool. And it's teaching her that we get our activity in in the morning too, which I actually kind of really love. I, I love that, Seychelle. And it's, it's combining the two things, right? You get yes. quality time with her. Yeah, I love yep. that. 
I had I had a moment last year. So for me, my biggest struggle when we talk about self-care is my health. Mm-hmm. I'm an emotional eater. Um, I many times forget to eat, but then when I do eat, it's not the best foods. Um, mm-hmm. And then making exercise a priority. And I remember at the end of last year, we were in, in a room and uh, Gary Keller had a guest speaker come into the room. It's the top 100 of the company. And the guest speaker started talking to us about exercise and eating right. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like this, we're supposed to be talking about business. Like I am here away from my family and you're bringing in a health person. Like that that was what's going through my mind. And I think it was going through a lot of people's minds. I see the reaction on your face. Funny uh, yes. enough, I was sitting near you. I could see your I was body like, change. Yeah. I was like, this is, this is horrible. <laughs> like I was like, and right when he got done, Gary looked at the room and, and I honestly felt like it was like, it was one of those moments where you feel like you, it's only you and that other person. That mm-hmm. you, like it's, He's only talking to me. That's what it felt like. And Gary looked at the room and he said, guys, you can't win if you're dead. Mm. And I just paused. And I was like, you know, for me, competition and winning is important. And I mm-hmm. define winning as making an impact on people's lives. I will limit my life. If, if I don't make my health a priority, I'm going to limit the impact that I can have on the world, right? And it was just this moment of like, you you know, you can't win if you're dead. You have to take care of yourself. And, and it's been a journey for me. I'm, I'm not anywhere close to where I would like to be, but I will say it was an eye-opening time and I've made massive improvements in my health since then. And it was just that one moment that really was like, okay, that's what I needed to hear. And I'm so thankful uh, for that for that guest. Uh, now I look back and it was a, a beautiful moment. Sarah, that's an amazing story. And I, I remember that. I remember the guest and I remember that whole thing. I, I think it's interesting when we talk about health, you know, people tend to default to eating and exercise. Nothing wrong with that. They're both really important. One of my big ahas actually came from Wendy. And I don't remember when it was, but I call Wendy my sleep guru because Wendy started, <laughs> you know, we all go down these rabbit holes. Like right now, like we all have our obsessive rabbit holes. And Wendy kind of went down a rabbit hole of sleep and started teaching us about it. And for whatever reason, I was really receptive to it. So I started reading some articles and and getting better sleep. And for me, I learned when I get seven to eight hours sleep a night, my world is different. It is one of the best self-cares I can do. And what reminded me of that when you said it is that one of the articles I read said, ironically, if you sleep like 33% of your life, so I think that's what it was, eight hours a night, 33% of your life, you'll actually live way longer. But the myth is Mm -hmm. that you're sleeping your life away. You know, that whole thing, you sleep when you're dead, which by the way- I'll sleep when I'm dead. I used to say it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I think what I'm here, I'm I'm trying to listen for tips because as I said, I I need help with this. And the first tip that I heard uh, was what Seychelles said, combining time with someone special in your life. For her, it's her daughter and mm-hmm. combining that with exercise. Okay, that was tip number one, I would say in terms of self-care. And then what Via just said, tip number two, I would say is ensuring that you get enough sleep. Sleep is so critical. Um, sort of a funny story about sleep and being critical. Last night, I was up late preparing and reading <laughs> about self-care. And then I, and I woke up in, at 3 Wait, in the how morning. Late, how late were you awake, though? Like, what, what time did you go to bed? 12.30. Okay, 12.30. 12.30. This is legit. Okay, at 3, thir- at 3 o'clock, I wake up. 
literally thinking, are we going to talk about sleep enough in, in the self-care episode? <laughs> oh, the and I'm like, uh, the irony. I'm like, I need to be sleeping right now. I just read all these articles about how important it is. I so. actually woke up this morning thinking about putting lunch in my schedule, which sounds sad, mm. but I'm like, well, I should I should be able to have lunch every day. Is that why we you just know? watch you I eat? Always, That's so you watch good. me eat. Yeah, like <laughs> in Zoom, the last two minutes. Now. Not... That's yeah, good. Not, yeah. not actually you know, during the podcast, no. in case you're wondering. But you know, yeah. one thing Between that... Uh, recordings. I, I love that, Wendy. Well, and you know what? It's it's something, though, to, to Sarah's point too, though, right? If you don't get... If you're not eating healthy and replenishing your body, right? You don't have the energy to keep doing what you need to do. And then you stress eat, right? Because you're, yeah. you're going to get hungry and you have to fill your body with nutrients in some way, shape, or form. It's just a matter of, is it planned out and strategic or is it, is it reactional? Yep. You know, the other thing that I'm, I'm really working on right now is breathing mm, so good. Um, to release tension, to get oxygen um, and doing mindset. I know, can we take 30 seconds and like <laughs> breathe? Yes, we need to. That was good. So yeah, was... if you're out there, like I've set little timers every couple of hours on my like alarm that are just like, don't forget to physically deep breathe. And I'll take 60 seconds and just like... Oh, I'm going to do that. That's a really good tip. Because I'm not, not that. getting an... And it, really? Yeah. And it like reminds you just to release some of that yeah, there's different apps that you're holding too. on to. Yeah, you okay, can exactly for that. that. The other thing, the other big thing that we've been encouraging our team to do is they now say sitting is the new cancer. Mm, yeah. Um, and so we sit far too much. Uh, we actually changed our entire office where everyone has stand-up desks because of that to make sure that we're standing enough. But reminding yourself when you stand, that's a good time also to remind yourself of the breathing. But I don't want to skip over what Via said about sleep. And I know I made the joke about it, but what, what are... What should someone be looking for in terms of sleep? I know, Wendy, you've been studying this and reminding us of yeah, this. Yeah, there's a, there's a very good book called Sleep Smarter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's by Sean Stevenson. And really, it's a very, very short book. And actually, you can probably Google like Cliff Notes, Sean Stevenson, and just get the tips. And it's, it's, like, it's like 10 things to do to get a really good night's sleep. Most of them, you know, you know, turn off your screens at least 30 minutes before bedtime. That's huge. That's part of the reason that we as human beings are chronically sleep deprived is because of that. In the last decade, do the blackout drapes. Like that was huge mm. for us. We got blackout drapes in our room and our room we have is very, too. very, mm-hmm. very dark. And, and then keep it, the temperature cool enough. So it's very comfortable. You know, invest in a nice high quality pair of sheets, I guess. The thing that was most surprising to me was most people are magnesium deficient. And so what I do is I got I get a little bottle of magnesium spray. You can buy it on Amazon and you just kind of spray it on your chest mm. and rub it in. And what's very interesting, especially if you're if you're a woman like in your late 40s, you know, early 50s, a lot of uh, you know, when you're having hormonal changes, you um, you have a lot of trouble sleeping. And a lot of times that can be confused with, with magnesium deficiency. Mm. So that can be the absolute best way to really sleep better is to just, just get some of that magnesium in your body because most people have a very severe magnesium deficiency. It's a core vitamin and most people So Wendy, you it, taught so. me that. And since then, I found a number of different pillow sprays too. They're, and that's what they're called, you know, mm. sleep sprays or pillow sprays. And they, they have like magnesium mm-hmm. and then maybe lavender or something. And I put mine, mm-hmm. I put my lavender right on my wrists. 
you know, kind of like perfume and I, mm-hmm. I rub it together. It's right next to my mm-hmm. bed. And I, I, I do that because mm-hmm. of you. you. You taught me that. Yeah, it's just yeah. a habit. Yeah, I love that you think about me right well, before bed. Okay, I that do. Is pretty magical. I'll just stand. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we've talked talked a lot about body, right? And with our with sleeping, with eating right, exercise. What would you say in terms of like our soul? What feeds our soul? And I, I think this sort of ties into what we've already talked about in terms of bringing us joy on previous episodes. But how have you determined? Maybe some examples of some things that you've done in your life for self-care in terms of feeding your soul. No, it's just it's just kind of what I mentioned last time when I think about what brings me joy. One of my happiest uh, parts of my week is going for a walk around the lake with my best friend because it gets me out in nature. I get to bring my dog mm-hmm. who I love. I get to talk to my friend Jenny and we just talk about everything that's happened to us during the week. So that's super nice. And we get to sit and have coffee and we end up walking or running four miles. And it's honestly just such a wonderful routine, ritual, best part of my week because it has kind of all the all the happy, it hits all the happiness. Yeah, so many. For me. That's what I was going to say. So many of our our friends, when we did uh, an exercise about this, uh, was nature. I think that there's a lot of articles mm-hmm. too that talk about you know nature being really grounding, helping focus, helping creativity, and you know making you realize your your scale in the world that it's not just about you, that it's a much bigger world than you. You know something about staring at the mm-hmm. ocean or staring at a on the mount of a mount top of a mountaintop to realize how small you are is really grounding. And I know I know for me a big part of my self care is you guys. You know mm-hmm. um, is our tribe, our tribe of our five dolls. Um, we're about to take a retreat here and do a mastermind here soon. Seychelles not going to be there. We're so sad. That's okay. Um, and for me, that really fills me up. That fills my cup up for mm-hmm. months and months and months. And so, yeah. just just having you know intimate relationships with people, other people in your life is huge. Whether it's your spouse or friends or. Whatever and and one like thing we do you. on those retreat, retreats is mixing nature with relationships. Yeah, mm-hmm. we take a lot of walks, you mm-hmm. know, and I think that that that's key. At what both Via and Wendy hit on is like you're mixing, and then what Seychelle said in the beginning with her daughter. I think mixing them together um, really mm-hmm. feeds your soul, honestly. Mm-hmm. You know, and we we also when we talk about filling your soul, right? Mindset's a big part of that, mm. and so journaling for me is something that really helps too. Um, I've even just saved, you know, the top five or seven supportive people that are in my life and my phone favorites. So I don't have to think about it. It's always just right there when I'm like in the car. Um, But just what can you do to help protect your mindset too, to help you with self-care? Well, guys, honestly, this was so good. I took many notes (laughs) um, and and lots of tips here. Uh, But we talked about the importance of self-care. And then we went back and defined uh, what we defined as self-care, which is really uh, mind, body, and soul. Uh, We talked about um, practical ways to include uh, self-care in your life and some tips on how we're doing that. Honestly, this was this was awesome. So I would love for you guys to join us uh, on this journey together. We're all on a journey as we talk about these things. We haven't fully mastered all of them. We're on the journey. And I just appreciate all of our listeners being part of the journey with us. So we would love for you to continue. And remember, we want you to lead uh, big businesses and even bigger lives. And don't forget, you are an empire builder. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Empire Building. If you like what you heard, join our tribe by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform and help us spread the word by leaving a five-star rating and review. 
Until next time, wishing you a life worth living. And remember, you are an empire builder.